It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Feckin' Check-In, Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. Show. Hello there, listener, and welcome to a very special episode of, what is it, Feckin' Check-In. I am your host, the multi-award-winning broadcaster, BBC World Service anchor, multi-Pulitz winner, prize winner, uh, Sir John of Groats. And it's great to be here. To be honest, this is a very small podcast, very beneath me, very beneath my stardom, my fandom, my expertise. But nevertheless, I am here to host this very special episode, number 100 of uh, the Feckin' Check-In Network, they're calling it. It's also episode number 35 of the Feckin' Check-In. Somehow there's some sort of network and it's also the podcast or something and it's something to do with Feck and the basically they shoehorn Feck into everything as if it's some sort of overall brand when in really it's not. It's nothing. It means nothing. It's meaningless. But nevertheless, I was here. I was goaded into this, to be honest. I was taunted into it. Um, nevertheless, I do my research and just a little bit of background on these boys, these bastard boys who... Uh, I've been doing this for over, I suppose, two years. Uh, Annus Horribilis, uh, I suppose, after Annus Horribilis. Um, so they started after a failed rap career. They started uh, with a documentary of their failed rap career, um, their lows and their lows of their career, their lack of success, and basically their kind of dwindling out the dwindling the sort of deadening of the night and disappearing into the wind and that was their podcast and they i suppose they expected that to be successful of course it wasn't that was podcast number one failure number two was this podcast a very original idea open us it was called and my researchers my team of researchers listened to this one because i couldn't bear to even listen to it myself but they reliably informed me that this was something very straightforward where each week they would try something new as if that's original they would go and try something new and then report back and i suppose the idea uh claudia my assistant was telling me was that they were supposed to i don't know expand their minds but as claudia said the the mind-numbing the boring tasks that they did did nothing but expand the mind. In, in fact, it numbed the mind, it numbed the listeners' ears. And uh, suffice to say, that podcast was also a failure. Moving on, uh, so we're on to the current podcast, which is the Feckin' Check-In. And somehow it became the Feckin' Check-In Network, because after the first two failures, they thought, why not expand this into a network, because we've, we've, we've done so well. So here they are now, twaddling along and... Uh, to me and trainer with a, a claptrap feck something a show based around a word basically with, with different segments shoehorned around a f- lazy acronym uh, feck 
And then, of course, they went on, they got a few guests, and again, they didn't really get popular. And then it's, it, they said, you know what, let's, let's expand this, because it's been so successful so far. Let's expand this. And they did this into the domains of football, with feckin' football, which I haven't even bothered to listen to, and feckin' metal, which is really trying to capture some sort of new wave of old heavy metal or something regurgitated crap from the 1970s and they seem to have sort of had a renaissance and now the feckin check-in which is on now which i'm hosting has been moved to a monthly podcast so if I, i'm already bored i suppose i've bored you with this nonsense but anyway why am i here why am i here on this lowly podcast and the reason is because sir john O'Groats was needed to give this podcast the kick up at the backside that it needed to grease its wheels to give it that sort of rocket fuel to take it to mars and beyond so what i've done is i've opened up my black book of contacts from my career all over the world and i have some a-list would you believe, ladies and gentlemen, some A-listers who have worked with me and I've done some very revealing interviews over the years. And they're going to take you through and take me through one of the elements of the FEC acronym. And yes, the irony is the two me and trainer and the silly podcast looking for these golden geese. They should have called me a lot easier because I've got some A-listers on the line for you today. And I've been recording this over the last week in different segments. So play a little bit of music, tra-la-la, and I'll come back with my first guest who's going to take me through with his funny observation. Ladies and gentlemen, the guest we have on now does not befit this show, let's be honest, but I am very honoured for my long-time personal friend who to join me from the beaches of LA, Mr. Al Pacino. I was going to say he doesn't deserve or he doesn't need any introduction. Everybody knows he's the multi-award winning actor and someone I've known since 1977, I think, Al. John! It's a long time. I haven't talked to you. How are you? I am over the moon, and, and thank you for doing this favor. These Irish guys, you know, they, they, they had something... I, I mean, they, uh, they they convinced me to, to come on this podcast, so it's great to have you on as well. I haven't seen you since uh, the post-production of Godfather 2, uh, when we had quite a delightful conversation. Hoo-ha! John, as you know... I've been around, you know. Mm. And there was a time that I could see. Yeah. And I have seen. And I have heard. Yes. Podcasts. Younger than these. With their arms torn out. And their legs ripped off. But there is nothing like a podcast. With an amputated spirit. There is no prosthetic for that. Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, Mr. P- Pacino, yes. And it, it really is a spiritless podcast. And and, and, and yes, it, had you picked that up yourself that there's no spirit and that the spirit was amputated as, as time went on? And oh, this, this... the podcast is out of order. The whole damn system is out of order. Funny observation. Very funny. Very funny. Not. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, quite right. And, and uh, Al, uh, how, how's your wife doing? I forget. I'm 80 years old. Yes, yes. 
Yes, and, and I, I suppose I'm supposed to be asking you about funny observations, but uh, I, I won't ask you more about the feckin' chicken, but have you noticed anything about uh, life that's been kind of funny to you, Al, in the previous uh, month or so? I used to have a friend, Joe Pesci. Great guy, great guy. He was in Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Ah, uh, he was also in The Irishman. Uh, yes, yes, yes. A great picture that we did with Martin recently. Joe yes, Pesci. Martin, yes. Martin Scorsese. Uh, Joe Pesci said in one of his pictures, he said, funny, funny how, funny like a clown. Am I here to amuse you? Do I amuse you? Funny how. That's what I say. Put a feckin' chicken. Funny how. Hoo-ha! Yes, uh, uh, and funny how. And you, you said, you know, uh, I've, I've been around, you know. What, what did you mean by that, Al? And where have you been around recently? You mentioned Mars. I've been a fucking Mars. But they don't tell anybody about that. I've been everywhere. I've been inside Pandora's box. I came out to tell the tale. Hoo-ha! Yeah, it's quite right. And uh, so, Mr. Pacino, are you one of these people lining up to go to Mars on Elon Musk's uh, space wagon? I've already been on Mars, I told you. Yeah, so you were in the Curiosity rover, were you? On the back of it, were you? I don't know what the goddamn thing was called. I've been around, you know. Yeah, so you say. There was a time I was in Mars. And Mars used to be a bar. Made by Mars. But in America, it's called a Milky Way. What about that, huh? Yes, yes, back to this theme of being around. Uh, have recently, where have you you've, you gone in uh, since the coronavirus lockdown in the last few months? Where have you gone? I've been to Paris, and I had two fingers of a Twix. In Paris, they say, look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, but don't smell. Well, I tasted, touched, and smelled that motherfucking Twix, and I had two fingers of a Twix. And you once said that the temptation is, is something that comes to, comes to mind there. Has, has that ever reminded you of, of some of the things you said in the past about uh, the devil and temptation and, and things of that nature? I did a picture a long time ago called The Devil's Advocate. Yes, yes, quite right. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves was on Bill and Ted, Bogus Journey. That was about time travel. And realistically, if you go back in time, and you watch me in a picture from the 1970s. You won't see me either two fingers of a Twix. But in modern day Paris, they told me I couldn't eat the two fingers of a Twix. Yes, it's a absolute nonsense, really. Absolute drivel. Uh, to, to, to have the experience, of course, in, in, in Paris, not, not that you uh, drivel, uh, Mr. Pacino. And I'm looking forward to, to meeting Dribble, you soon after Dribble. these restrictions. I'll show you drivel. I've been around, you know. There was a time I had drivel for dinner, breakfast, and lunch. Yes, and I've seen, I've seen you driveling down your, 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 your chin. But, but, but Mr. Pacino, uh, you mentioned uh, the Irishman. Was it a funny observation that you were sort of, I don't know, if your your face was distorted with special effects and visuals and things like that? What did you, what's your sort of reflections on that as, a, as an 87-year-old man? Talk about visuals. I was in a picture called Donnie Brasco. You know who was in that picture with me? Uh, uh, oh. Johnny uh, Depp. Johnny Depp was Johnny in a picture. Johnny Depp. And he was, yes, of course. He was in a picture called Edward Scissorhands. 
Do you know what he had for hands? Uh, scissors, I believe. Scissors! He had scissors for hands. Talk about a picture. Talk about scissors. And, uh, yes, I, I believe that you have some health concerns recently, Al. I'm not concerned about nobody's health, but my own. Talk about health. I was in a picture before called Dog Day Afternoon. Have you ever seen a dog in the day or afternoon? I've seen them in the day, in the afternoon, and night, yes. Hoo-ha! Yeah, so, okay, Mr. Pacino, it was really nice of you to come on at such short notice. Uh, uh, I'm sure you need to swan off back to Swan Lake and the other hotspots that you were telling me, and I... I can't remember where I am. Okay, we're going to wrap that one up. That was Al Pacino there. It was quite an honour to get to have him on the feckin' check-in. And I'm going to let you, the listener, bask in the quality of this episode already. I told you I'd bring the A-listers. And where else to start with somebody beginning with L? With A, I mean Al Pacino. Top of the range. And wait till you hear who I have after the intermission. Speak to you in a minute. Welcome back, listener. That was Mr. Al Pacino taking through his funny observation, and it certainly was very funny. And we move on to my next A-list, coming from my black book, my 300-page black book with names and addresses of the world's most famous stars in all kinds of different areas and the political leaders such as Barack Obama and George H. Bush. So, let us go on to the next guest uh, who's going to take us through the entertainment segment of the week. And that, of course, is somebody who would have been a contemporary of Al Pacino. That is Mr. Christopher Walken, again an old friend of mine. And I caught up with Christopher last Thursday, and I'm just going to take you through to that right now. Christopher, hi. So, John, thank you for giving up your time. How are you doing this evening? John, how are you? Uh, yes, uh, very, very good, old, old chum. Very good indeed. How are you doing? That's good. And uh, have you have you heard of these boys? These these bastard boys from Dublin who came out with this podcast? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I did. Listen once to a podcast, and it was uh, a guy who used to be a common a commentator for Ultimate Fighting Championship, I believe. Uh, Joe Rogan, yes, most popular podcast in the world, Christopher. Joe Rogan, yeah, it was very interesting, but he told a story where. He had a watch up his ass. For f- Rolex, was it? For four years. He wasn't gonna get, let no Viet Cong get their greasy mitts on that watch. The watch was his birthright. Yeah, so the Viet Cong, the, the Vietnam War was something that was very topical in your film, The Deer Hunter, which was quite a graphic film in some instances, Christopher. What's your kind of recollection four decades on from such a masterpiece of a movie? I have no recollection of that movie because I was on horse tranquilizers for most of 
the 1970s and 80s. That's why I am like I am now. Yes, it reminds me of an old chum I had who once uh, claimed to to be on a horse tranquilizer. He went by the name of... Uh, I won't even say it. It was the Red Fox, we'll, we'll call him. Um, but, uh, okay, tranquilizers are very interesting. So you, you spent most of the 1970s and 1980s on, on horse tranquilizers. Is that correct, uh, Christopher? <laughs> I took enough horse tranquilizer <laughs> to tranquilize a horse. Yes, yes. I get that, yes. But I suppose the question was, you were on it for, for two decades. You, you took uh, horse tranquilizers on quite often, yes, is it? You tell me. Now, you want me to do entertainment? Yes, oh yes, of course, yes. Thank you for, for bringing me back. Even the greats get distracted sometimes, is not right, Christopher? No. Um, so, I was in a, a, a movie called Catch Me If You Can in 2002, and I'd like to recite a, a, a verse from that film. Uh, yes, I believe that was with uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not sure if I quite remember you being but go on. I don't care who else was in the film. So, two little mice fell in a bucket of cream, and that first mouse, mm, first mouse. he gave up hope, and he drowned yes. straight away. But the second mouse, he, he worked so hard, he churned that cream into butter, yes. and he walked out. Yes, quite right, right. I, I think Toomey and Trainer are the second mouse. When you look at where they were with soup-faced fake snakes and how that went and moved on to open us, and that wasn't exactly a massive success. Well, after a while, they... They did uh, Noah's Ark, and really after that point, the the podcast churned the cream into butter, so to speak. Yes, yes, yes. It's an interesting metaphor, and it, I've I've heard you say that before, Christopher. And I've I've often wondered where was the bucket, and and how did these mice uh, fall into it? That's immaterial. To the message from the story. Yes, it's just an unusual. Don't try and pick apart. It's just quite unusual. Symbolism or metaphor to make yourself sound smarter than me. Yes, but it, metaphors have to have some sort of realism, do they not, Christopher? I, I mean, you're telling me one mouse drowned and then another mouse jumped in. Was he jumping in to save him or something? No, two little mice fell preposterous that is not have you ever been around mice well yes i've, I've seen occasionally either when i've been walking through well if you were you'd know that they often fall in a bucket of cream where, the, where, where that's what i'm trying to get to the root where where is this happening christopher you're not spelling it out you're telling me these sort of generic stories about mice being in cream it, it just seems quite unrealistic preposterous one mice drowned apparently he didn't drink them and the other he didn't think to swim for some reason and the other mouse got in and he was able to swim for hours because it would take obviously hours for the um, cream you say to be churned into butter well obviously this happened in the creamery 
Yes. Where mice are often found. That's your answer, yes? <laughs> well, it's what I said. The only creamery you've been in is the top of a pint of Guinness, by the sounds of it. It seems like you're quite unsturdy with your words and your thoughts. It seems like you're quite all over the place, Christopher. <laughs> we need more cowbell. What, what's cow milk? No, cowbell. What's... What is that? What, what are you talking about? You wouldn't get it because you're an old fogey who fell in a bucket of cream. No, no, I, I've never fell into a bucket of cream. The only bucket that's been on me is during the ice bucket challenge when I was roped into it by a young Latina woman from Puerto Rico. And uh, yes, it's it's a nice view to come on, but uh, you st since the last time I've I've talked to you, you, you seem to have deteriorated in 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 terms of your your coherence. But that's okay. We we do go way back, and I know I've put you through the ringer here. Um, but that's 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 what you expect when you come on the Sir John O'Groat show, isn't that right, Mister Walken? Goodbye. Christopher Walken there, as you can see, maybe worst for wear. Um, at this point, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and I have an old friend of mine. There could be fireworks flying in this one. A very old friend of mine. Old listeners might be able to guess who this is from previous Sir John Groats appearances on this Claptrap. And I'll leave you with that cliffhanger and talk to you in a moment. To the fucking chicken, I'm your temporary host, Bernie Reeves, and with me is my very special guest and fellow Scotsman. And I know that Toomey, co-presenter of the fucking chicken, has enjoyed impersonating this man every single week, and he's not too happy about it. My guest today is none other than Sir Alex Ferguson. Welcome to the show, Sir Alex. Uh, thank you, Bernie. Go way back. We go way back, way back, Bernie. And uh, really, I want to absolutely uh, clear up this uh, absolutely uh, a stab in the in the side from uh, uh, to my character uh, impersonating me. Uh, I suppose uh, Colonel of Truth, uh, uh, Roy Keane, uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, uh, Ryan Giggs, uh, Colonel Truth. Uh, uh, Rodrigo Giggs and I found out about that I, I, I said to Ryan you'll need to, to manage Wales now uh, you can't play into your 30s uh, and your 50s here now with with that kind of carry on I had my watchers going around uh, Manchester I knew about the affair for, for, for years now uh, really but I thought it was uh, management was to uh, let that one go uh, so absolutely uh, Champions League uh, Twice could have won it a, a bit more times. Uh, uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, Dennis Irwin, uh, Gar Pallister, uh, Paul Lynch now, and uh, he was a bit too big for his boots, so I got got rid of him. Okay, so uh, what I'd like to ask you, Sir Alex, is uh, I think you're aware that one of the one of the two hosts of the feckin' chicken is Toomey. He's not here at the moment, and neither is Trainer actually, but he has impersonated you on every single episode of the feckin' chicken he says absolutely as if it's some kind of wee little joke that he says 
every single weekend. How do you feel about that? Absolutely not happy about it. Really, if you're going to do an impersonation of Sir Alex Ferguson, you, you better make it good and not just some generic Scottish accent where you can only kind of impersonate one word. And that's really and, and, and absolutely. And uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, Eric Cantona, uh, uh, Poscoes, uh, world-class players. But, uh, you know, it was more about the, the desire to to play for Manchester United Football Club, you had to, you know, had to really really get into it and be a fan of of this football club and uh, Aberdeen, uh, where I, where I managed before, it was a different club, a different uh, country, and that's maybe where I met yourself uh, in the streets of uh, Aberdeen, Bernie, uh, down in the the Woolly Woolchester, uh, or Scott Mahagas, really uh, down there uh, in Scotland and. I, I, never a true word. So, okay, you talked a wee bit about football there and you talked about the controversy of Toomey uh, making fun of you every week. What's on your plate now, Sir Alex? What are you up to? You're, you're out of the public eye. What, how are you? Absolutely. Uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, uh, Posco, Nicky Butt, uh, Gary Pallister, Brian McClare. Uh, call around uh, just uh, there from his 77th birthday party uh, we all had the hats on and we sat around and we had uh, roast duke and uh, my wife and children came in the grandkids came in and we read through my uh, latest autobiography my third book on leadership uh, where I kind of spouted out uh, sort of half-truths about business and, and mixed it in with, with football I kind of went a bit beyond my, my expertise but uh, sometimes you have to push yourself. Uh, like Wayne Rooney, uh, Wayne Rooney came from Liverpool, a scouser, and I'll tell you a story about uh, Andrei Kachelskis, a Russian agent. And jeez, you you wouldn't believe what, what his agent said to me. He put a gun to my head. So I, I came into to a lot of money. I came into a lot of cash from his, his agent, and I, you wouldn't believe it. I had to get rid of him. And uh, I don't tolerate any of that uh, nonsense, really. Uh, so come back to to Toomey. Uh, Toomey's nonsense accents don't really capture Alex Ferguson. Really, it just might as well be a generic Scotsman who's not making much sense. Well, I'm very glad you got to address all of that, and we we thank you very much for your. Uh, culture point which I think you gave us there Sir Alex so I know you're a very busy man you need to get back to the family there and you know the class of 92 so we, we thank you for your appearance on the Vic and Chicken and uh, uh, abso- absolutely Ryan Giggs when Rooney uh, Rooney never tracked back uh, he, his diet wasn't up and, and Jordan Henderson at the wrong gate he didn't have a good gate alright so alright, Sir Alex thank you thank you okay excited for much Aye, okay we're just gonna leave it there with Sir Alex okay so, uh, thank you very much, Sir Alex, and it's an excellent appearance here. I know this is a bit of a wishy-washy episode, but that's what happens when your two hosts abandon you for their 100th episode. Stay with us for the next section on The Feckin' Chicken. Well there, listener, if you've survived until now, you have survived absolute nonsense and claptrap hosted by Bernie Reeves, who was let on the show in my absence. I had to go out for a visit to the toilet and he came on and, of course, he stole one of my guests, which is quite usual for this man. He doesn't have much... Hold on a second there now. Uh, I thought we were mates, are we not? He's a man that would often interrupt me when I'm in full flow. He's a man I have very little respect for and he's a scandalous man. That's not what you said earlier. That's hold on a second now, Sir John. I thought we were, you know, I thought we were all right. right? He's a man not to be trusted. The allegations are through. 
If will, you, will you stop speaking about me? They the are bloody true, and I'm going to just drown this though. guy out. You've heard enough of him. He oh, is a tiresome Sir John. fool. Sir because John. we have... John. Oh, he's cut off John. now. Just press this button, and he is gone. So, now that that's over with, that unpleasantness, we have... Well, coming towards the end of the show, and he is going to take us through... I believe it's a kernel of truth i don't know nobody really follows this fake acronym it's just some as i said earlier it's a shoehorn nonsense but again that black book has been opened up and here is somebody closer to home a very popular musician in several boy bands award-winning singer uh also a uh, boy band member uh, somebody who uh has been on the radio i suppose and and released many compact discs and was very friendly with many people in my social circle and sometimes we have pheasant on a sunday in in um uh, buckinghamshire actually it's, it's the last time i saw him in 2019 so it is my absolute pleasure ronan Ro- mr ronan keating uh, from boyzone and of single artistry fame ronan it is an absolute delight to have you on the show and it's not time to make a change just relax and take it easy and there's so much hair to go have some technical difficulties there. He's not sounding right. I think we're just going to put him off, ladies and gentlemen. He's a bit under the weather. He's not quite the same as he used to be. Ronan Keating, everybody. It was great to have you on, a real legend of Irish music. And to finish off the show, we have a treat for the long-time listeners of Two-Face Fake Snunks, Open Us, Feckin' Metal, Feckin' Football, and The Feckin' Check-In. This is two mentor figures who were their teachers at a certain school, which I won't reveal for confidentiality reasons. We have Mr. East Coast. And Mr. West Coast. Welcome to the show. East Coast. You're going to be the spokesman as the sort of dominant male in this uh, pairing. Is that right? I think you mean East Coast. I mean, it's hardly West Coast. I mean. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I said. The sort of alpha male in this, this sort of alpha. Yes. I mean, I am East Coast. I am a teacher in. Smoking is bad for you. In Donegal. And West Coast is here with me, and we are here to sing Ma 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 Ma. And yes, and just to clarify, listen, you were you were a, a, a previous teacher of some sort. Is that right? Of 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 two main trainers, is that? Well, I teach in the Gaeltacht, and people come and ask me, "Oh, I hear you have a second language in Ireland," and I say, "Yes, it's English." Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that was uh, rolled out again on, on one of the previous episodes, my, my, one of my researchers told me. Nevertheless, you wanted to sing a song, and I will just say before you lead us out on that song, it has been okay for me to be here, and at least it has gotten my contact, my black book, my sort of network out there, which has superseded the feckin' check-in, 
network the boys wanted me to pass on the thanks to everybody who's listening all the people around the world everybody participating in points games and best girls and boys of the day and all kinds of interactions about hippopotami and different things online so thank you very much for listening this is their 100th episode god bless them and still no breakthrough yet but that's okay that's what they're going for and so to lead us out for this 100 episode special we have Kiron and Quickie who are going to sing Uma Mama Uma Mama Uma Mama Ma Ma Uma Mama Uma Mama Ma 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 It's the feckin' check-in show. Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. It's the feckin' check-in show. Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. It's the feckin' check-in show. Feckin' check-in, feckin' check-in show. It's the feckin' check-in show. Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. Show.